Singing telegrams, wide angles, and internal organs, it's pun intensive. Welcome to Pun Intensive. We have a slightly smaller than usual group around the table today, but that's actually probably going to make it better. Why? Because I said so. So let me introduce you to our panel. He heard that Dave was a four-letter word, but his slack's the final E, so he is always coming up short. We're willing to cut him some slacks, though. Dave Wallace. Calculating all things musical, the McGrathing calculator himself, Francis McGrath, uh, the grand guy who generously jousts and jests, often eats in jests before he rests, but will someday die jest, as he lived, gregarious Gary Halleck, and me, I'm your producer, joke of all trades, disaster of pun, Aaron Faisal. We're going to start as usual with Zinger of the Week. Zinger of the Week! These are true examples of puns you perpetrated in the perfect time, place, and context. Unless, of course, it was actually a miserable moment of missed opportunity, which we will also accept. Uh, let's start off with my cope reducer and longtime but currently former producer of the O. Henry Pun-Off, Gary Halleck. Hey, can I slip in a plug here? I'm a, I'm a hardcore member of the Gilbert and Sullivan Society, and I was helping out with the, with the production this past summer, and I was on the crew that was doing the ushers. I was working the house, you know, I was in the house of ushers, but uh, sorry, that was a Pope pun. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, a fellow that I had recruited to come and serve as usher texted me, and he blew a tire, and I said, no, the ushers are supposed to wear black. Blue attire. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God Dave's here. (laughs) Speaking of Dave, Dave Wallace, uh, another frequent winner of the pun-off, but also a member of the legendary comedy troupe Master Pancake Theater. And I just found out, I I mean, I've known that you're involved with uh, Laugh, not Laugh Stop. Wow. I've lived in Austin for a really long time, apparently. (laughs) Comedy (laughs) Comedy sports. Comedy (laughs) sports. But but it sounds like you're doing that regularly now. So Yes, uh, back at it uh, full time, really enjoying it. I'm the artistic director for our troop. Oh my god. Oh good for you. A huge honor and lots of opportunities. So you're on the artistic spectrum, A little bit. A little bit. It helps. (laughs) 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 Definitely gives me an opportunity to hang around lots of uh, funny folks and practice my pun skills. For example, just this week, my son comes up complaining to us like, Dad, you keep hiding the milk. Why do you keep hiding the milk from me? It's like, well, I didn't hide it. It's just past your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and Francis the, the, McGrath. The original dad joke. <laughs> and, and Francis McGrath, musician and two-time punniest of show champ. Hello, Francis. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. I'm listening to it now. <laughs> Good afternoon, then. <laughs> Good <grief. laughs> uh, So tell me about your pun of the zinger of the week. Actually, I was talking with a couple of my nieces about the pun-off, and they were trying to do a little attempt at uh, pun-slingers, and they just picked a category of writing utensils, and they were doing a pretty bad job of it. And <laughs> I was just sitting and listening, and they finally asked, well, why aren't you saying anything? And I said, well... Because my puns have lots of style, and all of yours are styleless. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. And uh, and I have one too. I was in Las Vegas a month or two ago, and I woke up early one morning and thought, "Hmm, where does one have breakfast on the Strip?" Turns out that the, according to Yelp, the most popular breakfast place is a place called Egg Slut. Has anybody here heard of this? 
No. Nope. And, and I have no idea why they're called egg slut, but it's one of these places where like there's a long line, and everything that they serve has eggs. Just, just, just they're all egg based. I think that's kind of a stupid name, egg slut. Quite frankly, I think they should have gone with egg centric. Very nice, but egg slut is great because you know that everything's over easy. <laughs> Ex- excellent. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a quick break, but uh, if you love this podcast, wait until you hear what's coming up. Stick around. going to play a game. Valentine's Day is coming up and we're taking this time to reflect upon some of our great losses of love. It wasn't their fault though and you let them know it by saying it's not you, it's me. See, turns out you were dating a florist. You were dating a florist. What did you say to this florist when you broke up with him slash her? Um... Sorry, it didn't work out between us. Oops, a daisy. <laughs> I told her that I've recently found out I'm into polyamory and I can't be satisfied with tulips. <laughs> yeah, I, I told her, you should have known that I wasn't going to stick around. I'm not one of those stay men. <laughs> she didn't like my answer. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Boom. That took me back to high school biology. <laughs> that was a pollen, didn't you? <laughs> I just got out of a bad relationship, so I definitely have my garden up. It's terrible. I, I met this other girl, and she's all I can think about. I'm just walking around in a daisy. You know, I told her you should never get involved with someone that you know is gay. <laughs> I have to break it off with you, but I promise I won't tell anybody. Chrysanthemum's the word. I'm just mean and terrible, and you shouldn't be with such a terrible orc. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Very middle earth. It was very. He's an orc kid. Orc at the rings. The answer, my friends, though they're blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, I told her it's not you, it's me. See, I always wanted to date someone like you. I had you on my bouquet list. <laughs> I actually broke up with a florist once. I said, look, it's not you, it's me. I, 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 well, it's largely you. You're, you're so awful. All I ever do is drink and drink. You're really bad on delivery because you deliver flat. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, puns work best when they come with a pamphlet. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see. It's, it's not you, it's me. I'm kind of uh, an oversexed person. I'm a little thorny. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you, you should wear protection, though, so you don't get an FTD. <laughs> <laughs> I told her, well, you know, I'm really not your kind of guy. I, I don't think I want to get up in your bloomers. <laughs> I'm not into hose. <laughs> Garden hose. <laughs> Be careful. We don't want this to get dirty. <laughs> so that was the end of that relationship. But you very quickly moved into another one. Uh, a uh, confectionery, uh, master of candy. How did you break up with this person? I told her there was just nothing betwixt us anymore. <laughs> I said, well, the first time I exposed myself to you, you snickered. <laughs> 
It's not going to work. <laughs> Skittle out of here. <laughs> Skittle daddle? Is that what I'm trying to say? Word? It's like fiddle faddle and Skittle. Skittle daddle. <laughs> Uh, so I here's told, your pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her that I wasn't going to be able to see her anymore. She was candy barred, and she said, "Oh, Henry." Ah, uh, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I got to break up with you because I prefer Hershey's Kisses. Yeah, you go both ways, huh? <laughs> Hers and she's. <laughs> She was just way too kinky for me, and I told her I didn't want to licorice. <laughs> oh, good tell, that, tell that to the priest next time you go to confection. <laughs> she asked me if I would, and I told her I cotton candy. Would. <laughs> I don't think that was the final. Sorry, I got to break up with you. I know that you're from Scotland, but I want a better scotch. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> she w- felt bad coming out. <laughs> she was a, she was a, she was a, turned out she was a nymphomaniac. You know, she said, I got to have it. I got to have it. Got to have it. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then she got on her horse and. No? All right. Uh, I thought it was clever. Not funny. Yeah, the horse said nay, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprisingly, that was a very short relationship. uh, And and, uh, we can just tell by the way you ended it. Again, though, you are quite the charmer. Started dating really quickly after that. And you started dating someone who delivers singing telegrams. Uh, I wrote that down as a singing telegramist. That's what they're called, right? (laughs) Yeah, because that's a very popular occupation nowadays. <laughs> uh, it's not you, it's me. Oh, I forgot about that premise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, waiter. <laughs> I'm really afraid of you. I'm afraid you're going to do harm on me. There you go. Uh, well, she is. She can be very violent. Violence. When she does her singing telegram, does she use her magic mic? I'm into polygamy. I want to date nine or ten or more. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why we saw Barbara shopping around then, right? Barbara Hershey. (laughs) Hershey? It's not you, it's me. Whenever you yell, you have a very shrill voice. I just can't bear a tone. (laughs) Bear the tone. You're getting back to basic puns. Yeah, so you're going back to zingers. You're right. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's why you're such an acapella fellow. I'll go with the bilingual pun that um, this relationship just has to alto. Nice. It could be verse. It's not you. It's me. Actually, no, it's you. You keep making fun of my cleft chin. I have to refrain from seeing you. Oh, I bet she give you a lot of trouble about that. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. I'm selfish. Huh? Selfish, selfish. It's oh, selfish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that worked too. That was a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> that this department store in London, isn't it? Selfages. <laughs> oh, she, she had a lot of issues with my staff, also. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a, a Star Wars pun in Do Re Mi. Right. Yes, I, I have a, I have, a, I have the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> but, but of course, 
but of course, if you're if you're doing the singing telegram on a tight budget, you'll have to go solo. <laughs> yes. It's did, not. Didn't you. think I was going to sing solo, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's me. I'm into busty women, and you be flat. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. Actually, no. It's you. You're really young. You're kind of a minor. Jeez. <laughs> No, no, it's you, Dave. It's <laughs> me. It's me. And, it, and, if, and, if, and if she was going to deliver the singing telegram and there was no bell at the door. <laughs> She's a prize? Her, would she have to use her knockers? <laughs> She's a real prize. It's not you, it's me. I can't stand the way that you drink gin and tonic. Mm. It's not you, it's me, and I'm going to need my key back. <laughs> hmm. nice. I like that. It's not you, it's me. I should have known this a long time ago the first time you said the words came out of your mouth. I saw it was a coda red. <laughs> Can you repeat that? <laughs> well, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> coda red, coda red. <laughs> Our relationship just isn't scaling as I thought it would. This isn't really a pun. <laughs> It's not you, it's me, because every good boy does fine. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. It's, that's your closing. And with that, we will never be in any relationships again. It's going to be a terrible, terrible Valentine's Day. Let's go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, if you love this podcast, wait until you hear what's coming up. Sit tight, it only gets worse. Stick around. And we are back. The title of this segment is Cleaning Up Your Act. Cleaning Up Your Act. This is when I toss it to Gary. Gary? I kind of came up with this the other day, imagining if you come up with a great pun concept and you want to deliver it and you think, well, it's a little bit edgy. It's maybe on the edge of good taste or cruel, as we were kind of skating around just a, a few minutes ago. And I thought, well, it's still a decent pun. But your audience may not appreciate it, and you might indeed get in trouble for perpetrating it. We're already so, up against the wall trying to get people to listen to puns to begin yeah. with. <laughs> and, and I, and I, and I, th- uh, I thought of maybe a good example where you'd be like, oh, okay. He, he might be qualified to be president, but if there was to be an ass-kicking contest, would you be willing to have Pete Booty Judge? And... Okay, and I, and I thought, I thought, okay, is there is there a better way that you could pun on Pete Buttigieg's name and not potentially get in trouble, or is there anything about the way that I just phrased that 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 would be offensive when he disagrees with the official Pete Buttigieg? Yes, Pete Buttigieg. But I don't think what you said was was very offensive. I mean, I think you could have gone worse. For instance, he was a judge at the Miss America contest. He was a booty judge. So, I mean, to me, that's a little more offensive. When yeah. you're, but, but just referring to kicking somebody's booty is actually yeah. a very kindergarten thing yeah. to say. Well, and, that, and you know, of course, before I wrote that, I went through all these other possibilities, including Pete Buddha Judge. And of course, some people pronounce it Buddha Judge. And so you could go to the pun on edge, but his edge. 
but it, anyway, I'm, you know, don't want to pick this particular one apart, but I'm, I'm asking if, you, if mm-hmm. you have, if you have uh, run across that in your stand-up comedy or interactions with other people, you know, your elderly grandma or whatever, where you wanted to share a pun, but you had to kind of take the edge off of it or, so or dumb it down in I, some way. I had an acquaintance some time ago who had a hysterectomy and the joke that came to my mind almost immediately was you know something to the effect of you're being really emotional it's a hysterocolectomy or something like that and i chose not to say that to anybody but that was a very good choice <laughs> So those things happen. And actually, this makes me think of one that Gary did on a podcast a few episodes ago. It was great, actually. So so he was punning on the term black hole. And I think you introduced it with something about being racially sensitive or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was editing it not that long ago. And I could hear everyone when you open it like... Uh, you mean just that I opened the topic of black hole? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and there's something about, about go race and that. Well, yeah, the, exactly. And, yeah. and it, of course, where you took it was, in fact, you even said the gravity. What did you say? The gravity of the situation. I don't remember what it was anyway. But anyway, it was, it was great. It, like, it's a zero offense. It was a stellar joke. I heard was summing it all up. And he says, altogether, there were six crude landings on the moon. And I thought, well, I'm not one to rush to judgment, but that does seem like an obviously space racist comment. Uh, Spacist? <laughs> space racist <laughs> comment, you know. And it got me to thinking about that racially charged term, black hole, right? Uh, considering the extreme gravity of the situation, I think it's safer not to go there. <laughs> it was a stellar joke. <laughs> and, and you as an editor or you as a listener or participant, might be greatly relieved when I yeah. sort of telegraph something is about to go uh-huh. south and then doesn't, then you say, oh, great, we can keep that in. We don't have to edit that out. Uh-huh. And, and of course, just the four of us sitting around the table here today, we can say anything we want. But then when the microphone's on and the, and the tape is rolling, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it, this is being recorded. Is this going to come back to bite me in the ass? Or the Buddha judge. But <laughs> not, not only that, my wife is off in the other room trying to take a nap right now, and she's probably listening to me talking about all this edgy stuff. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, you, you, know, you do this self-editing, depending on who your audience is, but it, when you're just hanging around with your buddies and, and trash-talking or locker room-talking mm-hmm, or something, mm-hmm. you might go the other way and say, hey, you know, uh, this is blah, 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 and, and mm-hmm. that's what she said. Which, you know, which I, is another, I hardly know her. Which is, another, <laughs> which is another another whole entire whole pathway that we, we could go down here is, the, is you know, the double entendre. It, that anything that you say can be turned into a double entendre if you add uh, in bed or uh, between the sheets. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And so, but so. it's also made better if afterwards you do your Beavis and Butthead laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he said <laughs> booty judge. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, can, uh, can we trouble you to take a quick snapshot? Sure. Or two or three or however many if you like. He said, I can't yeah. really see the sign. Oh, you know what That's you can okay. do? Uh, here, let me, let me uh, let's put it on the wide. All right, I got the sign. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I got the sign. I got the sign. And you got in the program now, too. All right. <laughs> we'll give you give you credits. Uh, so, sorry, where, where Gary, were we? Gary, did you need to co-sign that? Uh, <laughs> we were talking... I'm sorry, did we go on a tangent? Well, <laughs> I think uh, the biggest problem with the plight of the punster 
<laughs> is that it's so top of mind. It's stream of consciousness. Right. So you are editing as you're speaking. You are changing the tires while you're driving the car. And you really have to be cognizant of the topic that uh, you're talking about and, of course, the audience that you're delivering it to. The problem is that it's not a dialogue, right? I'm not setting you up for a punch. It's not knock, knock. Yes, you there. are. <laughs> if it's Gary, if it's Gary, you yes. by speaking, you are setting him up for a pun. But, you know, we have that internal monologue going on uh, that we have to just constantly be have that edit button going. If the audience is, I guess, right for uh, a juicy pun, you know, or, or something a little off topic, a little off color, then... I, I'm, I play to my audience. I always have. So everyone here has been at the O. Henry Punoff in front of a large audience. Now, ostensibly, it is a family-friendly show. Yeah, it doesn't stop me. But, well, <laughs> uh, so you play to the audience then, huh? I play to the audience, exactly. Well, d- depending, of course, if you're doing Punniest of Show, which is prepared material, mm-hmm. and you would clean it up a little bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, when you're in there button heads with somebody on a topic and it's and it's batting back and forth on punslingers anything goes and you just you know apologize for it even as you say it which which <laughs> ha- happens quite often i'm sorry but i gotta say this <laughs> it's in my but head. A judge. <laughs> I, I did that very thing i had the topic of big business and yeah you get something in your head you don't really have you have five seconds you're mm-hmm. not going to say oh, I can't use that. Let me take another five seconds to come up with something. So I, I cleaner. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, my, I'm sorry, but that last pun left me Microsoft was the joke I used, you know. And, and I think, you know, around friends, I wouldn't be embarrassed by that right, joke, right, but right. standing in front of thousands of people, it was like, God, I don't want to be here right now. I aim all of my jokes at the four-year-olds that are listening. <laughs> like, I come into it with the attitude of, I'm going to put on a clinic for you. <laughs> Dave, I think you dropped your restraining order. You're going to open up some bad conversations at the dinner table that talk, night. You talk about editing on the fly. My wife was just in here a little bit ago. And we, I think we probably edited out that part where she came by and I said, we want to grab her to take a picture of us all, all around the table here. And Aaron handed her his, his phone and said, here, take, oh, let me set that on the, on the wide angle. And I, and I, I thought, wide angle? Why? There's a great, there's a great sex pun in there, but I, I kept my mouth shut. But my, it was your wife. My wife was standing there with the camera, and here we are, right in the in the middle of talking about this editing yourself. You know what? Why dangle? And how could I make why dangle not a sexual innuendo? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the innards of Gary's mind. But but I love the there impli- is no exit. I love the implication here that there's no way she's actually going to be listening to this podcast. When well, it that's. Is. True. that's right. She goes out of her way to not listen to the No podcast. doubt about that. <laughs> so we can say anything to offend her right now yeah. because she yeah, will not there you hear go. it. There it is for you, Chris, right there. <laughs> a great topic for this show would be how to sustain a marriage. <laughs> well, there's, the there's a punster. It's not you, it's me. I'm there's a punster. There's a whole different black hole we could go down there. Uh, I want to add to this another example. This was kind of a, uh, an interesting little strategic twist. A good buddy of mine, Charles Wukash, who competed in the pun off in Punniest of Show, a few times and has been hanging around with us a lot. He came to me one time, he says, I got this great idea for a Punniest of Show routine and he wanted to bounce it off of me and see, did I think it would be too edgy? So he, he told me this long-winded setup story about going fishing and doing this and that and whatever, and I, I can't remember the whole story, but the, but the punchline was, and he was a master baiter. 
which is you know kind of a tired old line for pe people like <laughs> us that have been around it for a long time. But, he's, but his que his question to me was, did I think that would be, you know, too edgy? Uh, too too edgy? Too uh, would he get booed? Or, and I said, well, not for the reason that you think. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's, it's because it, uh, for one thing, your story is leading up to somebody who's having trouble beating the hooks, and they're and. 90% of the people at the pun off have already made the pun before you got to it. Yep. I said, the way you could rescue this thing, if you really want to do this story, is to pull it out from under him at the end and say, and he won the fishing prize because he was such a great baiter. <laughs> I, said, I, got, I got you, Dave. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, got you. I, love I that. made you LOL. <laughs> I, said, I said, so you lead them down that path and they think they know where you're going and then you don't. And, and so you've stolen the pun away from them and, and made them say the dirty word in their head, but it didn't come out of my mouth. And he did all right. He didn't, you know, he didn't win or, or come anywhere close to winning, but he, he did all right at, at my advice, you know, the, to, to rewrite the ending because they've already got the pun. Right. So you can steal it from them. Uh, one of my favorite joke forms, and I'm not, I'm not even sure if it's like an official type thing, but I've, I've seen it done a couple of times and done it a couple of times myself, but it's basically ruining a joke on purpose. And it's like a well-known joke, mm -hmm. like, why was six afraid of seven? You know, because seven, eight, nine. But if you go, because seven devoured nine, yeah. <laughs> then it's a beautiful yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> there was a candidate a couple years ago, candidate, competitor, who got up Booting and judge. did a really, really dirty routine. But it it's one of those things that you've said many times at the pun off that most good dirty jokes go over a young kid's head. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty much like that, where it was so fast, and uh, I was a judge for that one, and we thought it was hysterical. And on my own, but it turned out at least one or two other judges did the same thing. We held up a score of 69 for them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was great, because David Guggenheim was up there trying to add up the scores, and we completely broke him, because he didn't. He was so busy doing math, he didn't get our joke to him. So he was like, we have seven, eight, what? <laughs> <laughs> so he went over his head, and he was the judge. Yeah. So. He, he did a he did a, a great job, but he was edgy, and and some of the people on the the friends of O'Henry and the and the museum staff and everything. Oh, you're going to have that guy back again? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. He didn't make the dirty jokes. You did. Yeah, well, I saw a street performer once, and and he had a an aside in there where he said. You know, it was it was a family's kind of thing, and he said, "If your kids got that joke, that's not my fault." <laughs> <laughs> but Dave, you do comedy sports. Oh yeah, and you guys have a strict policy on this. Absolutely, uh, one of the rules that we have or fouls that we have in play is called the brown bag foul, and how it works is if uh, one of my players says something or does something that is lewd, crude, lascivious, kind of four-lettery, South Park, whatever, then the referee is on the side of morality and will jump forward and blow the whistle and throw the flag and call the brown bag foul. And uh, the offending player will have to wear a brown paper bag over their head for the duration of the scene. <laughs> the thing is, that same foul applies to the audience when they're suggesting things. Oh. <laughs> so one of my favorite jokes is uh, whenever you're suggesting things, please uh, keep it clean because I would hate for you to suggest something. You'll have to go home and explain to your parents what it means later. Uh, because the kids, uh, they love to stuff. Do, they, they do you make stuff the out. audience wear brown bags? Absolutely. Uh, oh, many, many uh, times uh, have I brown bagged an audience uh, member. God. And it's a real simple... Which sounds dirty in and of itself. I know, exactly. I have I've made so many strangers wear brown <laughs> bags <laughs> over their dog poop on the doorstep. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a real simple uh, premise. I mean, we can keep it cleaner so much easier than we can make it dirtier. And uh, if you want to make it dirty, that then that's just... You're, you're going over a line that's not really designed for your audience 
But usually like when somebody suggests something that is kind of perverse, like uh, give me a, a non-geographic location, you know, a sex dungeon. <laughs> so that's a brown bag foul right there. But, you know, you, you kind of you move past. So that's a brown bag foul. You put it over their head. You get back up on stage and you say, as much as I appreciate that suggestion, you don't want to see it up on this stage. <laughs> and then you move forward. <laughs> and so when it comes to, you know, keeping it clean, there's a level of personal maturity that you have to have yourself as a, as a performer. It's... I almost said it's hard. It is difficult. So, so I've done a lot of. Um, I've never in front of an audience done short form improv, but I did a lot of long form improv, and it is quite frankly difficult to not go blue. I mean, it's 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 so easy. It's a and, quick, easy laugh. So, when they don't do it. I'm impressed. So much innuendo there. Well, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I'm really curious, though, Dave, what is the actual point here? Are you trying to not offend the audience? Because your audience is adults. It's, well, that's the thing. So comedy sports is a family show. And right, okay. So we definitely right. see a lot uh, age range from, you know, four to, you know, 94. So, so it's not uncommon for it to have a, a house full of kids. Well, see, I was just wondering if it was... Uh, an exercise in restraint well like at the pun off it's topic specific punning you know Mm -hmm. and we do cooking no food and so it makes you think okay i'm imagining myself in the kitchen but i'm only using the pots and pans i'm not actually punning on the food itself you know so it's an exercise in self-control in that event because we have specific topics but what you're talking about is is like we're keeping it clean because of the audience not because we're just trying to keep it clean to see if we can so it, it's interesting. It starts out that way, but then it uh, becomes uh, more of a mark of pride to be able to... A nice challenge. Yeah. As a, as and an, you don't go home feeling dirty and have to take a shower afterwards, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I always go home feeling dirty and have to take a shower afterwards, but that's not because of something I said on stage. I have demons. Um, <laughs> but I kind of have a reputation among my friends of being you know, a little bit straight-laced because I don't use profanity. And some people use it like, oh, I'm, I'm going to salt everything without even tasting. I'm going to put salt on everything. And I want to salt, put salt on yours, too. You know, I know people who, who eat mm-hmm. like that. They want everybody to have salt <laughs> on their food, too. And they want everybody to have salty language. And, and I, I'm just totally immune to, to that kind of influence. Even when I'm talking to people who are, who are just like every fifth word is profanity, I don't fall into that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's... I um, totally do. Yeah. <laughs> I totally there, do. No, I like, like I, I hardly ever swear, but if right. I'm around Dave, you know? Well, the point, well, the point, of, the point I'm making is that uh, that doesn't worst. mean my brain isn't there. You know, that, that, yeah. I, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking out those puns and I'm editing constantly depending on what my audience is and depending on what the occasion is and everything. And, I can, and I'm embarrassed that, you know, to have to admit that I was about to say to my wife, you know, to why dangle. And, but, you know, it's, it's laundry day. <laughs> I'm going to figure out, I'm going to figure out a way. I'm going to figure out a way to make that one clean so I can uh, share it with you. Yes, me. it's definitely a challenge, and it's something that uh, people in comedy sports and who just do clean comedy in general uh, kind of wear that as a badge of honor. Now, it's interesting that you oh, mentioned... You said honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you said we have audience members 4 to 94, and I always find it interesting that a lot of people want to show a lot of restraint around 
elderly people. And yeah, because they've seen more than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like you've probably heard a version of this joke at some point in your life. And if you're offended, man, you haven't been living. You get into the depravity of my mind, though. That's why I think it is so ironic that they say for mature audiences only. No, it's for immature audiences. Right. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that like the dirty jokes. So j- j- now let me ask you this. Isn't the I hardly know her joke inherently, you know, dirty? Probably not as dirty as that's what she said, because that's overtly sexual. Mm -hmm. But it does imply a level of familiarity with this person. Yes, Yes. I I just mean it's not as likely to be taken that way. I use I hardly know her very frequently with a lot of people comfortably. Because you hardly know her. Because I hardly (laughs) know her. (laughs) But but it's, uh, you know... uh, P- pun intender? I'm sure I'd, I'd hardly ever intend her. Or so, you know, just, <laughs> but you're breaking the joke because, yeah. I mean, the original yeah. joke is poker or liquor. Right. And, yes. and there yeah. is a very strong innuendo on those. But yes. you're, you're breaking the joke like yeah. we, he was talking about the 789. Yeah. You're, you're saying this sounds dirty, but it's actually not. So you're breaking the joke, and that's the funny part. Maybe the rule of thumb, if you're wondering, can I tell this joke... Maybe the rule is, well, is it something she said? I I will say this. with I hardly know her. It has occurred to me a couple of times that it has been used, you know, at the the Honey Panoff in particular. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's on her. It could be it could be offensive, sexist, or, or, or oh, yeah. however you want to put it. And, and but then I go back to the fact that that was actually popularized by Gracie. Yeah. If I go into a situation where I'm afraid of offending somebody, then I'm going to pretty much talk myself out of saying just shut up (laughs) dave you're making me so happy that i'm a musician and not a comedian (laughs) because if i'm in a band and we're improvising (laughs) i am not going to play a note that's going to offend anyone unless it's just bad you know unless it's f sharp (laughs) don't don't go blue notes. no 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 blue notes (laughs) brown notes (laughs) (laughs) well i think that's a terrific place to end this conversation i I think that was a a most enlightening There's that brown note. (laughs) That was a most enlightening conversation. I think we've all been struck by enlightening a number of times. We're going to go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, we're going to play one of the most popular games at the O. Henry Punoff. Stick around. And we are back. We are back with the world-famous Pun Slingers game. I think everyone here knows the rules, so we're not going to go over it, except to say that we are sticking with the theme of Valentine's Day. Uh, This is dropping on the 10th of February, and the 14th on Friday is Valentine's Day. You don't want to be dropping on Valentine's Day. Get some Viagra. Okay. (laughs) Why dangle? <laughs> so, are we ready for the topic? Yes. All right. It's Valentine's Day related. Internal organs. Ooh, that's a hard one. Give me a second to explain this to you. Liver, I hardly know. Her. <laughs> <laughs> it happen. Okay, that one we can't repeat. I had to get that one out. Just get it out early. You must be kidding me. A, a, a river runs through it. <laughs> I think a rib is an organ. I don't know. I'm just. Oh. I'm sorry. Internal organs. That my, was, that, my, that my was, brother lives in Oregon. That bone joke was not humorous. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're just, 
Anything in the body is fair game. It's not now. internal body. Yeah. It's not right. internal body parts. It's internal organs. He said it. Exactly. It's true. It's true. Internal organs. That 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 is in fact what I said. Which are not a skin to anything that. <laughs> are there external organs? I mean, not really. It's just skin. The, but internal organs. Well, the eyes have it. Good point. I'm trying to figure out if I could be talking in tongues, but a tongue is not an organ. <laughs> is it not? I don't. I, it's a muscle. Yeah, it's a muscle. Oh yeah. Okay. When it brains, it pours. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm going to have to bowl out of this one. <laughs> you the riskiest punter I know. <laughs> There's going to be a colon next to him. <laughs> the anals of history. The anals? <laughs> but only in the appendix. I did pretty poorly on test nine, but in test 10. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I got an A and S. <laughs> <laughs> you can kiss my pancreas. <laughs> Can you spleen that to me? Uh, or do we already do that one? Use the sorry. first one. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. I, as I said it, I realized. Hey, this topic is so hard. Second no, that was the first one. <laughs> you know, I thought I had hemorrhoids, but it turned out it was a little higher up as a thyroid. Which is a gland. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good, though. <laughs> And we're all out of organs. Yeah, that was that, <laughs> just like that. We fell off the organ trail, did we? <laughs> Is that true? Are there that few organs? Yeah, I mean, you got Jim Neighbor's favorite organ, gallbladder. <laughs> 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 uh, so we're going to expand it to internal body parts? Sure, sure. Oh, there we uh, go. So now we open up all the bones. Oh, that's just what we need. Yeah, more bones. <laughs> The see, radius has expanded. <laughs> I see one. On the other hand. I see two. I see three. <laughs> These are, are you all... naming ribs or something? Yeah, or... We, we went through this at the front <laughs> off. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we, put, we put Brian Oakley in charge. Well, Brian's a, a nurse. He knows the names of all these bones. And <laughs> people started, uh, yeah. All J5, the five, J six. <laughs> oh, that was the worst being a judge because they gave us a list to check off, and it didn't have several of the major bones the, on the list. The skull is not a bone. Right? Down in Mexico, they hire one guy to mandible, but for a certain fee. <laughs> wow! I know. I know. <laughs> It's a real zinger. Uh, my my mother-in-law was in the hospital and she had leukemia and they were bringing her a transfusion and they said, here, I brought your lunch at the transfusion. I said, oh, the blue platelet special. Nice. <laughs> Sign at the gynecologist's office, uh, cervix with a smile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the sign on the obstetrician's door says, push, push, push. <laughs> oh, that's such an oh, very old pun. Let's see. I'm going to see how ticklish you are. This is just a testicle. <laughs> That's just the way he's not overreacting. <laughs> Go ahead. Make another one. <laughs> uh, penis this joke. That's, Wait, what? That's not really internal <laughs> or a joke. So. It's not a pun. Uh, urethra, inside body part or an outside body part. <laughs> Hey, penis this joke. That's what I'm saying. No, no. Plumbers putty this joke. See, when the puns fall flat, you just throw a little bit of a New York attitude into it. Kills every time. Penis Forget this about joke. it. Uh, Boy, this, this topic has gone downhill fast. 
Ah, oh, didn't even catch it. Yeah. No. All right, I think that's a good place to end this. <laughs> no, it was five minutes ago. It was the good place. To end uh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I have like fifteen more loaded oh, well, and ready to uh, go. Do but it, no, do we're going to end. No, it. no, 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 no. Do it, do it, do it. Go, no, do all fifteen. I, I, go. I, One, I have, two, <laughs> three, four, five. I have to go practice my religion, shin toe. See, there you go. There's, there's one, two right there. Yeah, I had my big toe replaced a few years ago. They, they named the disease after me, Hallux Limitus. Very nice. The uh, mode of transportation for multiple people they don't talk about is the metatarpal. Metacarpal? There you go. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can go in the, in the HOV lane if you have a metacarpal. No, sir. <laughs> Nose. I just meant it's not a pun. It's not a pun. <laughs> These the feeling is mucus, y'all. Nose, sir, is not a pun? It is. Not an internal body part. Oh. I, I learned that from Nostradamus. <laughs> it's fun joking around all this follicking together. <laughs> He's a sweat blanket. <laughs> Sebaceous gland. <laughs> What we have here, what we have here, drummer queen. <laughs> that's where that's like sometimes an inexperienced pun slinger gets up there and they get the topic and they're like, oh, I have to make a pun now? Sebaceous gland. <laughs> With a New York accent. <laughs> It'll work. Wuhan sebaceous gland. When you said you, you had a lot lined up, I thought you had a whole artery of puns there. Artery. Yeah, I'm not as vain as you. What can I say? That's true. If you got another one, throw it out. Well, I don't know. I got a venal cava one out of my brain. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a carve. No, carva. I carve. Carpet. Oh, you're carving it out of your brain. Okay, out of my venal carva brain. <laughs> yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm, I'm so glad I clarified that. <laughs> Isles of Langa hands. <laughs> when you when you go. To, when you go to when you go to confession, you tell the priest about the sin you committed. If the stench doesn't get you, it's a muscle. <laughs> How many p- punslingers have you won, by the way? Oh, I have won one. Okay, but I have placed he's, multiple times. Okay, he's just, he's just pre- pretending that he won the other ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to go to medical school to learn how to pun? Wow. <laughs> no, no. I saw that one crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. And then I was going to say cartilage. <laughs> cartilage. Cartilage. <laughs> cartilage. Forget cartilage. about it. <laughs> it's a small cot. It's cartilage. <laughs> it's, it's a cot that you pack in your bag. It's cartilage. <laughs> uh, you're looking over the cliff. It's a cartilage. <laughs> And Bernie Sanders says he's going to pay for all my all my college, college tuition. Right. <laughs> Free cartilage for everyone. It was a good time. It was the cartilage. <laughs> We're putting the cartilage before the horse. I like my cartilage cheese on peaches. Pull the plug on this quick before we get into the external body parts. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I think I will. Um, so let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, well, if you need some herbs and spice in your love life, we have some romantic sage advice after this.
Thank you for uh, uh, musicking us in to, <laughs> from that, the break. That doesn't there. count as music. <laughs> so, um, before we close with sage advice, I want to give everybody an opportunity to tell us how great they are. First of all, I want you to look up how great we are by going to facebook.com slash pun intensive, punintensive.com, Wikipedia slash pun intensive. I have no idea. I, I honestly, I got all of the things. Swipe so. right on pun intensive. If yeah, yeah, Tinder slash pun intensive. There's something on Pornhub too, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Maybe. So with that said, Gary, you have anything going on that you want to plug? Yeah, actually, on the 23rd of February, the O'Henry Museum Support Group, which is called the Brush Square Museums Foundation, is putting on their annual meeting, which usually involves some kind of entertainment. And I have been charged with, uh, but not convicted, uh, <laughs> only charged with creating a musical interaction between O'Henry and the Gilbert and Sullivan Society. Mm -hmm. So I've been working with Rick Perkins, who's a, an O'Henry scholar, and Jeanette Jones, who's an old friend of mine from the Gilbert and Sullivan Society, and we have put together a plot whereby we can interact with O'Henry and his wife in Gilbert and Sullivan songs. It's a long-winded way of saying February 23rd <laughs> at the Austin History Center downtown Austin on Guadalupe at 2 p.m. We will be putting on a musical review of Gilbert and Sullivan and O. Henry. And there will be a link to it on the website. Here. Will there be like food and appetizers? Maybe there some pinafores? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Little buttercups. So what about you, Dave? What's uh, going on in your life? I am back at it with Comedy Sports Austin. We perform weekly every Saturday at 7.30. We are at the Zach North location in Lakeline Mall. Family-friendly show that's a blast if you've never been, and even better if you have. So come out and check us out. Brilliant. And that'll be the link on the website, too. And uh, Francis McGrath. So all things Francis can be found at francismcgrath.com. Francis with an I. I have a new album that came out a few months ago called Trains in the Night, and it's available on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere that fine music is heard. There's also a companion book. I had a dozen artists each do a painting related to one of the songs, and you can go to my website and order a copy of the book. It showcases 12 local Austin artists. It's really kind of so neat. So it's 12 paintings per song? No, one painting per each song. Ah, okay. So, That's, so, yeah. Not 144 paintings. That'd be, <laughs> and, and one of them was That's, done that by would David be gross. Guggenheim. David Guggenheim oh, of yeah. Punoff fame. Also, I'm going to be on Cable Access on February 18th on the Big Daddy G Show. Brilliant. And I'll put a link in the show notes to all of that. Uh, if you happen to be living in Austin and you have offspring that are under 13 years old, i.e. up to 12, I recommend that you go to magiccamp.com and read a little bit about how terrific that program is and sign them up for this upcoming spring break camp session. So... Just in times for Valentine's, that holiday is coming up in a few days, and since so many people botch it, as a public service, the pun intensive staff have arraigned a group of experts to advise you how to make it good Valentine's, not bad Valentine's. First me, if your sweetheart is trying to lose weight, don't give them a box of candy, give them a box of Randy so you can make sweet, sweet love. Dave Wallace? <laughs> 
Um, the best advice I can give for anybody out there is the three G's in the bedroom, which is goodness, gentleness, and generosity. And of course, the fourth G is apology. <laughs> <laughs> you got the G spot. <laughs> and Francis McGrath. So I think a lot of men feel intense pressure to perform on Valentine's Day. And, you know, my advice is... why you brought your musical instrument, right? Right, right. <laughs> my advice is to get a little brooch or a pin be in the shape of a heart. So no matter what happens that night, you've got a heart on. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> and finally, Gary Howard. Whatever happened to keeping it clean? And finally, <laughs> Gary I said Halleck. a heart. <laughs> you made it dirty, And Gary. finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> Gary Halleck. Well, you know, this may be an old tired one, but I am an old tired one, so what the heck. What's better than a rose on your piano? Two lips on your organ. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Thanks for joining us, folks. I am Aaron Faisal, and I'm signing off with the catchphrase. See you next time. But when we come back, we're going to play one of the most popular games at the O. Henry Punoff. Stick around. And oh, were you gonna say something? There's only two uh, games at the O'Henry Bunch. That, that's <laughs> he lo- he loves it. It's, and, did, and did he introduce you as a very special guest? <laughs> everyone so far has been a very special guest. <laughs>